Welcome to Talking Dudes, uh, the show where uh, Jonathan and Adam talk about stuff. <laughs> Welcome. And you're Jonathan. I'm Jonathan, <laughs> which I'm makes Adam. you Adam. <laughs> right. If not, it would be an interesting twist though, right? <laughs> where Where is Adam and who is this guy? <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. Uh, I mean, we have talked some since our last Talking Dudes recording, but not a lot. Um, so just kind of what's what's the general overall update of what's going on in your life? Yeah, well, I I got an Apple Watch for Christmas, and then I started really focusing on my morning routine. Okay. is one thing that I've I've been doing to kind of really try to help with mental health and just have like a good routine throughout the day. It just like starts off my day on a, on a good foot. And I did that really well for a while. And then I completely fell off the bandwagon at some point because we stayed up late and then I didn't wake up mm. early the next day. And then I didn't the next day and the next day. So uh, right now I'm in the process of trying to see if I can start that back up. But yeah, I think I realized I just need nine hours of sleep. <laughs> And I was trying Fair to back enough. that up to I was trying to back it up to eight hours because I thought all I needed is eight hours. I watched I watched a video or several videos lately from this guy. He's got a book called Why We Sleep. And he did a TED talk called Sleep Is Your Superpower. And he says, you know, the average adult adults need seven to nine hours. And that's kind of a big range. But he cites some like interesting right. studies he's done or I'm not sure if he did it or someone else did where you take pro athletes and you put them in different buckets, depending on how much they sleep every night. And the more they sleep, the less likely they are to get injured. Interesting. Huh? And there's all sorts of other interesting benefits to sleeping. So at first I wanted to, I wanted to move my wake up back to 6am, but that that's only eight hours. And I just don't know if it's enough. But anyway, the the morning routine, it, it was kind of taken from this book called The Miracle Morning. And there's like six, I've probably talked about this before because I did this a long time ago too. But there's six different things you do that are um, silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, writing, or scribe. He calls it scribe because he has like this acronym for savers, but scribe is the worst, worst uh, letter out of all of them. It should just be writing. And I can't remember the last one, uh, reading. And so okay. I've been trying to do. And he does all of these things before he starts his day. Yeah. So he does each of them for about 10 minutes ish. So it ends up being an hour. But for me, it was taking a lot longer than that. Cause I was exercising for more than 10 minutes and I was writing for more than 10 minutes because I was doing this thing for writing called morning pages. And it's, it's from this book called the artist's way. And it's just something you're supposed to do every morning. And you just write write out by hand three pages, just stream of consciousness. And you just kind of, whatever comes to mind. Like she said, the author of The Artist's Way, she said, often her start with, good morning, I'm tired. You know, and, then you just, <laughs> and then something else pops into your head and you just write that like, I need to get the laundry out of the dryer and blah, blah, blah. And so for me, that process, I was writing kind of small pages in a notebook, like a little notebook. It would take mm-hmm. about about twenty to thirty minutes, probably twenty five minutes usually. Gotcha. And so, yeah, that's a lot. A of, while, that's a lot of time able, to get your day yeah. going. 
I was able to fit all that in plus breakfast between 6 a.m. and 9. It's it's a long time. And, and also getting my son ready for school. Yeah, right. So I'm trying to figure out what to maybe cut back and what I can fit in. Yeah, makes sense. And for reading, I was you reading are, the Bible. Uh... Reading or listening to the Bible. And then for exercising, I was using Apple Fitness Plus because when I got my watch, it came with like, I don't know how long. I've got a free trial of Apple Apple Fitness Plus. Gotcha. Do you know what that is? It's like, I'm assuming it's like guided workouts, basically. Yeah, they're, they're, they're workout videos that can play on your phone, iPad, or Apple TV. And gotcha. then it, it the, kind of the gimmick is that it shows your um, Apple Watch health statistics on the screen, like on the TV instead of on your watch. I mean, it's still on your watch, oh. but you don't have to, you don't even have to look down at your watch. It's up there on the screen. Gotcha. That's snazzy. What's funny is if you, you, you can't, you can't even subscribe to it unless you own an Apple watch. But if you do own an Apple watch and you subscribe to it and you try to start a workout, it'll be like, Hey, trying to find your Apple watch. And if it can't find it, it will let you start the workout anyway, without it. <laughs> So you just like have to link an Apple watch to your account, basically. Yeah, you could just have like an old Apple that. watch lying around and never use it. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so they have uh, yoga, strength, core, and some other ones I don't really do, like dance. I tried, it, I tried a couple of dance and it's like really hard to keep up with it. And I feel, I feel kind of dumb. That's for coordinated people, man. That's Yeah. Well, I feel like if I did the same dance routine a few times in a row or a, a few times I would start to get the hang of it because they yeah. don't really, you know, take the time to teach you all the dance moves because you wouldn't really be working out at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they have some other ones that require equipment like a rowing machine or a cycling machine or wait, cycling machine, elliptical, like a, a yeah, stationary bike, stationary bike, elliptical, whatever, yeah. or um, a treadmill. And I don't have any of those. So, the core ones are only 10 minutes long and they just like, they just kill my core by the end of it. Yeah. In general, any sort of core workout is typically stupid, difficult. Like those are, those are really, yeah. really tough. Oh, I forgot. I also like the high intensity interval training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are tough too. <laughs> well, cool. I, I really feel like it sounds dumb, but the affirmations and the visualizations really seem to help me. And what, what is, I, I understand affirmations. What is visualizations? What is that one? Well, uh, different people do it different way, different ways. I was at first I was kind of doing it where I just had it like, like a mood board and I had kind of pictures of what I would want it to look like in my life in like different areas of my life, like pictures of being romantic. Like dreams or kind of thing or no, just like a, 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 like goals? a picture, kind of, it's like, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a good programmer. I want to be a good podcaster. So it would just be pictures of people doing those things. Oh, okay. So at first I was kind of doing that, but now I do more like I, I visualize, I think of the three most important things I want to do that day. And then I just mm -hmm. picture myself doing those and it has to be from the first person perspective and in real time. So not like sped up. So obviously if I'm going to visualize, I visualize doing a good, like working really hard at work all day, I don't have eight hours to visualize it. So you just kind of pick out a few seconds 
of something at work and just visualize doing that and focusing really well at work. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And then also I do along with it, I do an identity statement. It's like, I am this. Yeah. And I've, I've had kind of a hard time thinking, well, what should my identity statement be? Because I'm a Christ follower, but how does that translate to actually doing anything in life? Because most of the time I'm just sitting at my computer doing work or something. Yeah. So I don't know. I, the only thing I landed on so far is I think it's something like I am a Christ follower who is focused on, uh, who is focused on full stack software engineering. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, in order to, in order to help people become better developers, because my company helps people become better developers. Nice. Because I really cool. need to, I really need to focus on being full stack right now. I I like the front end more, but I know I need to do both. Yeah, makes sense. Do you have like any sort of routine in the morning? Like, do you do the same things or? <laughs> Man, my morning routine is wake up, hit snooze a few more times, go brush my teeth, put on some deodorant, put on some clothes, go to work. That's it. Yeah. There's no work just in the next room over. Um, so I got a new job recently. Um, Ah. so I am sometimes working from the house, sometimes working from the office. So it's kind of hit or miss as to like where I'm going to be or what I'm going to be doing. Um, so my day is not necessarily always super consistent. Mm. Are you doing the same thing at work? As you were before? Uh, s- similar. I mean, I'm still a sysadmin, but, you know, sysadmin positions from company to company vary wildly. Um, so, you know, uh, my new company that I'm working at, you know, they're they're in the medical industry and they're publicly traded. So, you know, there's just a lot more like rules than I've ever really been accustomed to before. And like, you know. You really have to make sure that, um, you know, you're doing things in an appropriate fashion that are, you know, within said rules. Um, Mm, Okay. And I mean, I just started like, uh, what, like today was like day seven of this job, like seven business days. So it's like, it's really, really new. So it's, it's hard to even know what it will be, you know, like, like, when you're that new into a position, you can't really expect that you know anything about the position yet. <laughs> so yeah. and it's definitely interesting. It's the the first time, well, not the first time, but uh, I have a remote uh, supervisor. So I, I haven't had that in a really, really long time. Um, and the last time I had it happen, like I had been at that job for like well over a year before that happened to me. So it was like, I already was up to speed. I already knew how to do my job. You know, supervisor was kind of not really super necessary (laughs) to me Um, versus like now, like, you know, I really, you know, need him and, you know, need, uh, need guidance and whatnot on learning and doing things. So, um, yeah, it's just definitely a, a very different sort of, uh, experience. Yeah. Should I ask you any other questions about it? I'm not sure. Well, one thing that's interesting uh, about it is uh, it's the first time I have ever done contract work before. So, you know, it's supposedly contract to hire, right? So, mm. um, okay. 
you know, eventually they're supposed to tap me and go, yep, we like you. You're going to, you're going to be with us for a while. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would say that was like the scariest part for me was like, I was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me, you know, like, I, I don't like, even though like, this is a really unique contract position because the agency, like I'm going through offers benefits and things. So in a lot of ways, it's still very much like, you know, uh, a traditional position. Um, but it's still like, I, I guess just for somebody who's never worked contract work before, it's kind of, it's kind of intimidating, I guess the circumstance. Yeah, that is interesting. I've, I think I've had a job where it was, it was a contract position for like two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, they would either let you go or hire you full time. Oh, that's see, that's super scary to me. <laughs> Only but at two least you weeks. know, at least you know when. And it's not like I quit a job to start that one. Oh, okay. It was it was right after I moved to Utah. Gotcha. Well, that's fair then. Like if it's if you're going from like no job to that, then I guess yeah. that would be okay. But if you're going from having a steady job to okay, here's a two week tryout, <laughs> that's a little sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, can I try out while I'm still at my other job? Yeah, can I take a vacation and try it out? <sighs> yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, and I forgot to mention earlier with uh, my morning routine that the silence part of that is meditation. Okay. So that's that's been something I feel like it's been super super useful. Just mindfulness meditation and uh, man, mindfulness what? is trippy. It is super trippy. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you mean? So I remember what, like a couple years ago, I did my first mindfulness thing and they were just like having us like, like just think about like, like starting at your head and like going all the way down to your toes, like thinking about like each yeah. specific body part. And then like all of a sudden you realize like, Oh, this part of my body hurts. I didn't even realize that was hurting. <laughs> like it's the weirdest thing. Like like you just you like if you don't pay attention to those things, like your brain just like filters it out as noise. It's like, yeah, it's just you don't that doesn't matter. Just move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's is lots of different types of meditations I've done cuz I use the Headspace app and they've they've kind of walked me through different techniques. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's one that's a, a body scan, kind of what you, you were talking about, just kind of head to toe, just noticing how your body feels. And I mean, really the main one is just breathing and just paying attention to the breath. Mm-hmm. One that I like is called noting. So you, you pay attention to the breath and then if any sort of thought or feeling, if you notice any kind of thought or feeling, it could be like a feeling in the body or an emotion you just say, oh, um, thought. And then to a, a bit more advanced is you say whether or not it was a positive, negative, or neutral thought. And then you just go back to the breath. And then I guess mm. you could go a little further and say um, what emotion it was. And then you just go back to the breath. Just kind of like lightly, just kind of a light touch. Like, oh, that's a thought. Oh, that's that's negative. Oh, that's anxiety. Okay, back to the breath. <laughs> nice. Not something I've... uh... Okay. (laughs) Cool. 
Yeah, I really like it. Most of the meditations though are in the app are just 10 minutes and I'm starting to feel like it's a little not quite long enough for me. So I may just start setting a timer on my phone and just doing it on my own. Just like, well, does it, is it like guided though? Like, is it like a recording yeah. of like somebody? Okay. Yeah, it's guided. I guess Headspace, Headspace also has an unguided option, but I could just set a timer. Yeah. It's like an unguided is, that sounds like a timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I mean, there's, there's like a thing it usually does at the end where it's like, okay, now let your mind wander. And what's cool about that is usually by that time, I'm so focused that when I let my mind wander, it doesn't want to wander. And so that's just kind of cool to notice. And then you start noticing the sensations around you, like the sounds and the weight of the body against whatever you're sitting on. And then you slowly open your eyes. So I might like want two timers, one to say like, okay, now start, let your mind wander. And then one to actually end. Yeah. No, I have to find a timer that's very gentle and maybe one where I don't actually have to stop it. So maybe that's why the Headspace app makes sense for an unguided. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. (laughs) Well, cool. Yeah. So speaking of your work, my work is changing a little bit. Okay. This month, they, they just announced that for those who are interested, you can optionally start going back to the office a oh. couple a couple of times a week. And originally, I didn't think I would want to go back until COVID was under control and I had a vaccine. Right. But I just really feel like I need to get out of the house. Yeah. And uh, see people at a distance and... Uh, and the building is close enough that I can ride my bike. And I think that oh, exercise wow. would be really good for me. So I went to the orientation for the new building today. They're only letting like f- like five or six, seven people at a time come do orientation. So uh, I will I will get to go work at the building tomorrow. Nice. And so it sounds like you're you're looking forward to that then. Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously excited about it because I'm pretty cautious about COVID. And so I'm not sure if I will be able to, I don't know if everyone there is being as cautious as I am. I think I saw someone walking around without a mask, like right next to somebody else. Mm. And so, but like no one from my team is going to be there. So it's not like no one's, no one should be sitting around me. I'm not going to be hanging out with anyone because no one, no one's going to be there that I know. So I can, I think I can pretty much just stay to myself. But it's a it's a oh, pretty cool building. Good, they've got like apparently they've got virtual golf. I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. Um, there's there's some there's some food for purchase. They've got like a a cafeteria area. They've got like a wood fired oven pizza oven thing. You can buy pizza from there. They've got a hmm. Starbucks. Not actually Starbucks, but they sell Starbucks coffee. I don't know ex- exactly what the deal is. Licensed to buy Starbucks or something. Some dude and, who uh, just goes to Walmart and picks up the Starbucks coffee. And I don't know. They've got like, they've got all the Starbucks labeled cups there. Mm. Maybe he gets them out of the Starbucks trash can and washes <laughs> them. Here you go. <laughs> washes the paper cups. Yep. That's my theory. Yeah. And then there's a whole, there's a whole area for, for bringing in your bike and hanging up on the wall inside. Mm. So that's, okay. that's, that's nice. 
And then the views are just amazing of the valley. And this is not, but you said new buildings. This is like a different building than the one that you used to work in. Yeah, brand new building. No one, they they finished building it in July 2020. Oh, wow. So it's been sitting there for nine yeah. months. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Yeah. And my desk well, has, cool. uh, unfortunately, my desk doesn't have a view of the valley, I've, but I've got a view of the pickleball court. Oh, it has a pickleball court. How yeah. hipster. A couple. <sighs> nice. <laughs> Apparently, it's like playing table tennis where you're standing on the table. Yeah. It's like it's like a middle ground between real tennis and table tennis, kind of in between the two. <laughs> okay. That sounds fun. I I think there's a problem with it, though, because the fence isn't very high. And then all around it, it's surrounded by like rocks pretty big rocks. And so if your ball goes over the fence, you'd, you'd be kind of like stepping over these big rocks, rocks looking for it to try to. Yeah. Hopefully the ball is not, not like, very bouncy. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know either. I thought, okay, maybe, maybe it just, they don't expect it to ever bounce over, but it's really the, the fence is not very high. Yeah. That, that ball would have to be like not very bouncy at all in order for that to work. I feel like, but Another, another funny thing I think is, um, when I went, they said, Hey, we'll give you your badge and it will, we'll use the photo that we already have of you Mm -hmm. unless in it. And if you want to, you can upload a different one before you come. And if not, we'll take a picture of you. So I thought the picture I had in there was fine, but apparently not because they wanted to take my picture as soon as I got there. And I didn't realize like my hair is, hasn't been cut in a year. And so, Oh no. Like the, that's just the picture I'm going to have for a while on my badge. It's going to be funny after, after COVID and I get my haircut that that's, there's, there's this guy, <laughs> guy on my, on my badge with super long hair. Here. I mean, you can see my hair right now, but this is my badge. Yeah. Kind of looks like the one you had in college. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to remember if my hair in college ever got this long or longer. I'm not sure. I, I it was think close. It, I don't think it was as, as long. Yeah, I don't think I had this much trouble keeping it out of my face. Like right now. No, it would definitely no. It was not that long for sure. It I'm goes that. It goes below past, your chin. Yep. It goes past my chin. I can actually get it in a ponytail now. And it will like all the hair from the front will actually stay in the ponytail. Wow. That's impressive. Because last week I tried and it wouldn't. That's fair. I, I don't know that, how not you that I yeah. I don't know how you've put up with it for that long. Like, I swear, like, just a, a tiny amount of hair can start touching my ears, and I want to lose, lose my mind. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Nope, gotta really? go. Oh yeah, I can't. Oh. I do not like hair touching my ears at all. Ears are ears are fine. Ears are fine. When it started getting past my eyes is when I started having trouble, and then I just got to a point where I just didn't care anymore if if it was touching my eye or in, in the way a little bit, like in front of my eye a little bit, it's like, Oh, okay. I can't see as well, but it's fine. So I'm just curious, why have you not resorted to having your wife cut it or something along those lines? Uh, she's kind of offered to do that. So in our first year of marriage, we were really trying to save money because we didn't have much and we're trying to pay off our debt. And she, she cut my hair one time and it was great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was fine. And then the next time she, she didn't like watch the YouTube video again for a refresher. 
and just totally messed it up and got shorter and shorter and shorter and ended up buzz, buzzing it. So then she was like, never again. Fair enough. And uh, she kind of offered, but I was like, no, no. Also, yeah, I'm just kind of weird. And I just, I just kind of, I kind of like the long hair being a symbol of how long COVID has been going on. Okay. It's like, well, that's fair. I will cut it after I get my second dose of vaccine or just if it's Johnson and Johnson, I guess, after I get the first dose. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you do kind of have a tradition of, of long, long hair, you know, your, your viral YouTube video was the beard hair. So, I mean, it yeah. does kind of fit your MO. So, yeah, I do. I do have a tradition of saying something like, I'm not going to do something until something. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So with the beard, it was, I'm not going to cut my, my, my beard until I read the Bible, the whole thing. So whole thing. for this, yep. it's not until COVID is not until I have a vaccine, which it looks like Fair maybe enough. April I'll might be able to maybe sign up to get one. I haven't even looked into it. I might be on the like special list for, because I work for a medical company now. Um, uh. At my last company, I did qualify for like the, whatever it was, like the second one, like 1B or whatever was the classification because they were a petroleum distributor, which was considered an essential employee. So I did qualify Hmm. at my last company. So who knows? It's very hard to, I don't know. But even still, I'm like, I don't think I'm really that concerned about it, you know, like in terms of. Like, even if I did get it, the likelihood that anything super bad would happen to me, I'm like, it's more important for the people who are in much more vulnerable circumstances to get it. So, yeah, I was looking at the the vaccine guidelines for Utah today, maybe. And mm-hmm. it's funny because now through March, so it's said February through March, there's all these groups of people that can get it, healthcare workers, teachers. And like people with certain medical conditions. And then if you're over a certain age and then after that, it's April, April, it says, you know, people with other medical conditions and it has like other, other groups of people like um, ethnic groups that are at a higher risk. And then the last bullet point is everyone. And it's like, if everyone is on the bullet list, why are you listing out everything? I don't (laughs) like... I think maybe oh, I think boy. maybe they're going to work their maybe way down the list. Maybe those people are given priority. Maybe priority. Maybe they're going to work their way down the list. But it just says, in April, these are the people that can get it, including everyone. <laughs> wow. That's about right. <laughs> I'm curious. Did you hear what was what podcast was that? I think it was This American Life where they like were interviewing some of the people who had um, created the COVID vaccines. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting episode. So like, you know, like one of the biggest concerns has been like how rapidly, you know, the vaccine was developed in comparison to a lot of other vaccines. Yeah. And the reason it was so rapid was because they basically took the same vaccine that they were using for like SARS and MERS and slightly tweaked it basically. Oh. So the the reason it was so fast was the research was pretty much already done. <laughs> Because one of the things that was interesting was they were talking about how 
you know, like essentially they get, you know, like the sequence, right. And they say, okay, this is the virus's signature essentially. And he said it took them about 10 minutes to decide which part of the signature they wanted to replicate for a vaccine. That's about all it took. (laughs) So it's just like, I don't know. Uh, It's, it was an interesting episode. So nice. I'll have to check that out. So we've made it a long time into the show without talking about Austin's recent snowpocalypse, but I'm curious if you've heard anything at all about how bad things really got here in Texas. Uh, well, I, I've been listening to NPR's up first podcast every day. Mm-hmm. So I, for, there for a while I was hearing just a little bit every day about the, the, the snow, the power outages, the leaking pipes. And, uh, then for some people, um, sky high electricity bills. Yeah. So for me, it all started on a Sunday night around 2 a.m., was whenever we lost power. Um, And we knew we'd lost power. I can't remember whether I was up or maybe like the, oh, I know what it was. So it went out. It came back for like a minute or two, long enough for my alarm clock that was right next to me to like make some noises. And it woke me up. And then it went (laughs) right back out. And uh, so... um, you know, it woke my, my wife up as well. And, you know, I was like, oh, just go back to sleep. I was like, it'll be fine. Like, I'm sure by the time we wake up, it'll it'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, so we were without power for four days. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Told. And or was it three? No, I think it was just three, three days. So it was it, it started like, you know, Sunday at like, like 2 a.m., and then Wednesday at like, I think between like, oh, we, we got power back the first time, I think Wednesday, maybe around like seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, sometime eight, in the morning. I don't remember. AM? Okay. AM. Yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> it was hilarious because, you know, we knew from like reading Twitter and whatnot, like, oh, this is just going to be rolling. Like, we're, we're finally on the like, oh, you're going to get power for a little while list. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we just like ran all over, like trying to like plug in like cell phones, battery chargers, like anything we could. Cause like essentially all, you know, like, I mean, it's really crazy to think about whenever you don't have power for that long. Like, what do you actually do? Because yeah. you can't run the heater in your house. So it's like, stupid cold it was in the like 50s in my house for all of that time how do you know the temperature so pretty inside much the inside the house how, how do you know that yeah outside the house it was in the what how do you know the oh only because the only because whenever the thermostat came back on i checked it oh. so yeah i mean i checked immediately and i was like what temperature is it and like we had to like go you know crank it down so that we weren't like killing the power grid but um yeah, it was it was crazy. And of course, like as things all worked out. So the Monday, so you know that that first day without power, or I should have said Monday at 2 a.m. So that first day without power was supposed to be my last day at my old job. <laughs> and so <laughs> I basically just had to like 
text my boss and be like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have power. I don't have a way to work. Like, so that was my last day was just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can't work. So That's amazing. Uh, my last day came and went well, without I mean, me did, being able to. Did to your it. employer or any, any, even if you had power at your house, would you have been able to work? Yes, I, I would have been able to work if if I had had power because like, you know, everything was in a data center, right? So like I could have probably done stuff in the data center, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it would have been an option, but yeah. So, you know, no power. Do you know, do you no know if like any, anybody worked that day at your old job? Uh, I know some of them definitely did because some of them have jobs that are not... Um, don't require, you know, computers or anything, you know, like a lot of it is like warehouse work, you know, like getting oh. things, putting them in boxes, driving them to customers, that sort of thing. Oh, um, okay. So definitely I'm sure some people were working. Um, but so as you can imagine, like where that goes on for that long, you know, like we were worrying about like, okay, what do we even do once our cell phones are dead? And, you know, we really couldn't, use our cell phones much. So like that's the first time I've spent like hours and hours and hours reading for like a really long time. So I made it like, I don't know, probably close to 40% of the way through catcher in the rye. Um, (laughs) haven't picked it up since then, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, eventually like day two or three, I finally was like, all right, I final, I fine. I'll start reading. Um, but yeah, like (laughs) how long did it take? For you to start reading? It was like two or three days because I did not. I did Are you not. Serious? Want to. What were you doing if you weren't reading? Pretty much just laying in bed and just like sleeping or like just like you're just so cold. Like, like I do, like we had like four layers of like coverings on us and we were still just like crazy cold. Yeah. Oh it was gosh. miserable. So and I was like, I would be like making my coffee and making my eggs and listening to NPR talk about all the problems in Texas. And I was going through those problems. <laughs> and so then on, so yes, yeah, so the power went back out on Wednesday for, I think a couple of hours, I think. And then it came back and it stayed on. However, so we had water throughout you know basically most of well all of that time we had water pressure was good whatever and then my wife got a text saying hey just so you know there is talk that austin is going to run out of water so you may want to like fill up your bathtub like do whatever you can you know whatever to get water and austin on wednesday Like, so, I mean, we noticed on Wednesday, like the water pressure was like super low. And then we noticed, uh, you know, Austin was like, yep, demand was at 250% of capacity today. So like way, way beyond what the system was capable of. Was it, was it because of all the rumors of running out of water that people were using more water? No. Well, in part, yes. In part, yes, but in part, it was pipes were busting, yeah. and so water was just like gushing, you know, at various places all over town, and they were like having to respond to like all of these leaks yeah. everywhere. And part of it too was the largest water treatment factory in Austin 
became inoperable. So the biggest one we have went like shut down. Um, this was so after it took we had them, power. Yeah, after we got power back, and so they like they were having to like troubleshoot that. It took like almost a full day to restore operation to the biggest water treatment factory we have, and then we finally just ended up tapping out and leaving our house on Friday. So I had started my job on Thursday. So I'd already gone a day plus without, you know, water. Uh, so on Friday, I finished, you know, my shift or whatever. And then we packed up and we went to my sister's house. And, um, you know, we were watching Twitter diligently, like for updates from Austin Water. And updates were few and far between. <laughs> and then we finally got back uh, Monday morning. And thankfully, like we had full water pressure, but we were on yet another boil water notice. So back in 2018 was the first time Austin had a boil water notice, which is the first time in history it had ever happened in a metro area. It had (laughs) never happened before in history. And then a second one was issued and it wasn't just Austin. It was like all over the state of Texas. It was, um, I mean, I know like El Paso. Abilene, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, like almost the entire state was on like power issues. And like the, the water issues were so bad that it affected the hospitals even. So like hospitals did not have clean water or at some points, no water at all. That's bad. Uh, That's super bad. And in a pandemic and in a pandemic and like, what was, how are the roads? I, I wasn't on them. I I I you did you not went to your sister's house. Yeah, on Friday. So by the time Friday rolled around, it was in the f- I think it was in the 40s on Friday. And the roads were fine. Like they were fine by then. Um but I do know on previous days like I could like stare out my window like at the building right next to me and there were icicles that were I would say at least 2 to 3 feet long. Like, and, you know, snow piled up like crazy. Like, it's the most snow I've ever seen in Texas by far. Mm-hmm. And there was a good inch of ice in our driveway. Um, and like, you know, I don't want to paint too much of a picture here, but let's just say like we were having to harvest ice and snow mm-hmm. to flush toilets, you know, yeah. even and whatnot. And, oh, man, it was... <laughs> It was brutal. Like, I'm sure harvesting snow and ice when you're trying to stay warm is not great. No, no, it is not. And I didn't, I didn't really have like like a shovel or anything like that because, like, yeah. I live in a condo. Like, it's not like <laughs> dustbin or dustpan. You know, I never even we never even thought of that. Like, so we were just like doing it all by hand. Like, <sighs> we were just gathering ice and snow by hand and. Wait, like having to wait for it to melt um, or in some like for a while we were like having we were like boiling it and all sorts of stuff like, you know, just trying to come up with any sort of solution you can. I mean, it's just pure insanity, pure insanity. Oh, my um, goodness. I think where our parents are, it wasn't as bad, right? Totally fine. I think, my parents. I think my parents never- lost power. Oh, your parents lost power? My parents never lost power. Oh, my parents lost power for five hours. 
And yeah. then the the nursing home where my grandfather is had a a burst pipe. Gotcha. Yeah. Those are not great things for sure, but oof. and I had a friend even here in Austin who he never lost power, not once. Is he close to a hospital? Not that close, like 2 miles probably from the hospital. Mm. Um but never lost power, never lost water. And I'm just like, how, what is that garbage? Like, I have to go four days yeah. and he never loses it. <laughs> so awful. Yeah. And of course, like the finger pointing, you know, is just going to, who knows how long that'll go on of who's at fault and why and all that. And to some extent, I don't really care now that it's over. Um, it's just like, I just want you to do better in the future, but. Y'all can figure that out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would have, I, th- I think I would have done so much reading, but I would want to take notes. And so I would start taking notes by with pen and paper, which would be weird. No, yeah. actually I did that the other day. I went to Ikea and just read, I took notes with a pen and paper. Like you took a book with you to read in Ikea? <laughs> yeah. I just went to Ikea with a book and a notebook. Like in their cafe, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a little, little more okay than what i thought i didn't like <laughs> go to one of their couches find a bed to lay in or yeah. <laughs> fair fair so yeah not to not to take us off track too much but i i had a break my wife said hey go go do something and all the coffee shops were too crowded for me and too cold to sit outside yeah so i ended up at ikea hey that's that's fair Wow. Did you, I'm guessing you didn't have hot water. Um, so we actually had hot water until the water went out because oh. our hot water heater is natural gas. Okay. Did you use so the we, water to help warm you up at all or? Yeah. So, so we tried to like limit ourselves to like one shower a day. So like, but man, that one shower a day was just like heaven. Yeah. You're like, but then you oh have to get goodness, out of it. I'm finally warm. But then you get out of it, right? Into the cold room. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal, but like it, it, you're okay coming out of a hot shower. Um, like if you get hot enough, like it's okay. Um, and then basically you rush to put on clothes and get right back into bed. Like that's yeah, pretty much what we did. And, oh man, but like, I heard, I heard one reporter and he was reporting from his house in Texas and he was just like, you know, he said he was covered up in a whole bunch of blankets and he was shivering underneath them. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's it's not good. And, you know, unfortunately, of course, like, you know, you think about, you know, a number of people died, you know, from just exposure, you know, because, I mean, when you're homeless, what do you do? Like, it's, uh, it's a bad, bad, bad thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I, you know. I, it it was rough, but you know, at the end of the day, like I was, you know, like we were talking about it, and like I was thankful it was us and no other member of my family because I was like, man, imagine if you had like small children and that was your circumstance, like how much worse would that be? Or imagine, oh, you know, yeah. you're elderly, how much worse mm-hmm. would it be? And I was yeah. like, you know, this is not the worst thing. Like it's inconvenient, it's not fun, but. You know, I would rather be me than any other member of my family for sure. So, yeah. Well, what's up with chess? 
Oh, yes. So I was curious. I didn't know. Do you have much of a background with chess or not really? Eh, kind of. I I used to play chess on, on Yahoo games back in junior high. And in okay. college, I was kind of, I would, I would kind of go to the, the chess club sometimes. Gotcha. Not really. Not really. Well, I've gotten really, really into timed chess, which I always oh. thought I didn't like chess. And then I started playing chess on the internet with time controls. Oh. And it's a totally different beast. Like, it is a radically different experience than over-the-board, non-timed chess. Yeah, I've often thought if I really wanted to have fun with chess, it would have to be timed because I don't want to sit there waiting forever for you to make one move. Yeah, and I mean, that's, you know, that's what classical chess is, right? Like, it's... Like even classical chess, I think is, um, I think it's one hour time controls. So like, you know, each person gets an hour on their clock. (laughs) And so like, that's, Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Right. Like you can literally spend an hour thinking about, oh, this is the move that I want to make in response to that move. And this is how the game could progress and develop. And, you know, like there's all this speculation. So wait, they let um, them spend an hour on one move? No, no, no. You you have an hour total to make all of your moves. Okay, so the the total game could be two hours long. Yes, total game is two That's hours. That's still long. a long time. That's a really, really long time. What happens if the the timer runs out? You lose. You lose? You lose. But what if what if both players' timers are really close to running out? I mean, what basically happens in that circumstance is, is the speed of play just increases tremendously, right? And so, but the difference is typically whenever you get close to your time running out, you're in what's known as like the end game. And so like in the end game, those sequences, like for people who know what they're doing, right, are second nature. Like they're not things that you have to think real hard about because those are patterns that have already been developed and discovered so i mean it chess is basically broken up into like three portions so there's you know the opening and then there's the middle game so the opening is like usually the first i think anywhere from like four to six moves i think is usually considered opening um and then the middle game which is like it's not anything that you're going to find in a book Mm. you know because it's like anything could happen. Right. And it's all about like, what do you really do? And like, that's really where chess happens. Um, and then obviously the end game, which is, Hey, how do I either turn this into a checkmate or how do I, you know, turn this into a draw one of the two. Um, so yeah, it's, um, and like, you'd be surprised how much fun it is just to like watch, um, some Twitch streamers on, on chess. Like, interesting. It's really, really interesting. And they um, talking about what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like they'll do a lot of the, what the chess streamers do. A lot of them is called, um, bullet chess, I believe is the one that they play or rapid. I can't remember which one it is. Um, and so it's, it's three minutes on the clock. So each person has three minutes to play the full game. So it moves pretty fast. Um, and it's really interesting. And then like, you know, they'll try to add some like educational, like commentary of like, Oh, this is why I'm doing this or why I'm not doing that or all those sorts of things. Um, but what's really interesting is it just ended. Um, 
they do this thing from time to time called pog champs, um, which is like they get other like internet personalities or sometimes just regular celebrities. So like um, Rain Wilson, who played Dwight from mm-hmm. The Office, was yeah. in the most recent pog champs. And they get like these people who are like people that people know and they have them play chess against each other, which is super cool. Right. So like Mr. Beast was in this one and like Rain Wilson and like um, the biggest Twitch streamer Pokimane was in it. And so like there's all these like people that, you know, who are like, you know, playing chess and it is super entertaining to watch and like. You know, like the bigger chess streamers were like having like training sessions with them and like trying to teach them, you know, how to do different things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I never really would have thought chess was interesting, but dad gum, chess is interesting. How did you get into this? Okay. So, because of watching streamers? So, oddly enough, there is some portion of crossover between Age of Empires and chess. Yeah, I thought so. Like, like some of the Age of Empires people, you know, just play chess. Some of them on stream even. And my wife is really into chess as well. Ah. And so, you know, it just was like, oh, okay, let me let me just kind of like see what this is all about. I created an account and then like I started doing it. And then I like I started like seeing who some of these bigger Twitch streamers were and like just hopping in and out of their stream from time to time. And like, I just noticed it's like, you know, this is really cool. I really, really like this. <laughs> and so I just, I just started having a lot of fun, just like playing around with it and just seeing what it was like. And yeah, it's been, nice. it's been really good. Oh, and I forgot we used to play chess during and on camping trips with the Boy Scouts. Interesting. Yeah. I I'd forgotten about that, but I was looking through some old photos and it had pictures of Boy Scouts from my troop playing chess. And I was like, oh Yeah that's kind of a weird thing to do because you think outdoors is like manly and like chess is nerdy. Maybe they don't mix, but I guess I if know. you have a magnetic chess set, it's okay. I'd, I would be worried about the wind blowing the pieces around like with Chico no, it, it chess wasn't sets. A problem. Huh. Another thing is in college, my freshman year, me and my roommate put out a chess board and we would just make one move and then just walk away. It was just out in the middle of the dorm room by the by the fridge or something and nice. w- just whenever you walked by you might make a move we went the entire year and we didn't finish the game <laughs> how did you not finish the game good grief we, just, we, we never finished it wow okay well that's fair you, i mean you definitely had a i'll say a, a unique roommate situation so i think we probably went weeks at a time without making a move so yeah that doesn't surprise me either. So you kind of forget about it. It's just a decoration. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, that's I, I I do intend eventually to get like a good chess set, like a really yeah. nice ornate one. I remember at one point when I was a kid, I got a Star Wars chess set. <laughs> it was kind of hard to remember which character was which. I am certain it was. <laughs> Because one of them was like Darth whatever that had like four arms. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine a Star Wars chess set being being a great uh, way to do it. (laughs) Okay. I just realized he he had four arms and four lightsabers, right? Right. Does that make sense though? Because we have two arms and only use one lightsaber like Cubans. 
don't know. <laughs> if there's one area that I definitely will never claim to be an expert in, it's it's Star Wars. It's just not not a area of nerddom that uh, is particularly appealing to me. Yeah, they've got kind of their own version of chess in Star Wars, don't they? I don't it's know. Like a, Do they? It's like a hologram. It's on the Millennium Falcon. It's like a hologram of these oh, like little, little creatures yeah, I about that, that like that beat each other up. And then Harry Potter has something like that. Wizard's chess. Yeah, I was going to say, most people, when they think of, of movie chess, it's Harry Potter. So, Well, when I was a kid, I loved oh, I also sh- Searching for Bobby Fischer. I've never seen it. I've, I've, that's it's, one I've been wanting to see. It's really good. I remember when I was a kid, after I watched that, you know, sometimes when you watch a ninja movie and you're like, wow, 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 wow. Afterwards, I remember watching Bobby Fischer and I was like, oh, I, I, I want to be a chess master too. <laughs> I think many people would like to be a, a chess anywhere near as good at chess as Bobby Fischer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually totally forgot. Another part of the reason I got into chess too was uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Queen's Gambit. Have you not heard of this? No, I haven't. It it uh, it just won the Golden Globe last night for uh, best something or other best performance <laughs> by an actress in a miniseries or motion picture made for television. Yeah. And it's the girl from split, the main protagonist girl in split. Oh, I've split. seen her from in Emma and I've seen her in the Playmobil movie. Was she in the Emma with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow or was there a different Emma? There was an Emma that came out in like 2020. Oh, I was unaware of that one. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, so it's um, not something you to watch with your son, but uh, it's it's quite good. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we should play chess sometime. We could play chess right now. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right.